the views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of IntraVision Communications. Welcome, welcome. This is impossible for America. People seem to be more in touch with the city. They're more respectful for what's going on. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Rising fast, going with the flow. He's doing good. He's got his looks. I don't know what else to say about him. On Talk Radio 1150. You are listening to Hector H. Lopez on KHRO 1150 on this overcast Monday afternoon. Getting ready to go off to the Dominican Republic in a couple hours here. Getting ready to go and explore for the very first time on the on behalf of not only the National Hispanic Institute, but also taking our show out there to the Dominican Republic and, and take a look at that country out there and see what it is that they're doing educationally and how it is that uh, organizations, American organizations like NHI, can be involved out there. Also, over the weekend, I... Uh, you know, I, I I was able to attend the uh, services for um, my uncle Isaac Camacho's uh, mother, who recently passed. And I want to uh, I want to let the family know that they are in our thoughts and prayers. And I do want to uh, dedicate this show out to uh, my uncle and his family that are currently uh, you know I- involved in the funeral of his mom. He was he was on our show not too long ago about a week or so ago and and talked a lot about his service to his country his uh, experience as a POW uh you know how that affected his family his mother um and it's times like this that I begin to think of once again the question of of legacy what is it that we leave behind and and how is it that we are remembered as individuals and I've brought that up on on this show before uh precisely when another a uh, close family member passed, um, and we have talked about that on this show at nauseum in terms of, uh, even to some people's dislike, in terms of how how do we want to be remembered, not only as an individual but but as a community. Uh, what are the big things that uh, that we have done with our lives that uh, that not only mean something to us, to our family, but uh, to our community? It's times like these where you lose a loved one. And I know my uncle's currently going through that, where you begin to reflect on, on everything it is that they've done for you, everything it is that, they, that, that the community that you've grown up in and been a part of uh, has really molded and crafted who you are. And, and really, you begin to also think about, well, 10 years down the road after one passes, how will that person be remembered? Uh, 15 down, years down the road, what were the key things that... Uh, that individuals will be remembered for. And, and I know certainly one of the biggest things is uh, the involvement that, uh, that uh, she had with our, with our city will be, will be remembered, as well as uh, giving us a, a great American hero, uh, that is Isaac Camacho, uh, will be one of the, the great things that, that she herself is remembered for. That's really one of the big reasons where, uh, you know, I had a, one of the big reasons why I love to have the discussion that we do on this show uh, a lot of people say, "Well, Hector, you know, you're you're so you're so one-sided at times when it comes to questions of of future and vision and and where we should be headed." And I think I think it's uh it's it's with due balance, you know. It's uh we usually get marred in the everyday things in our life, and and at some point we also have to take a step back, 
from our everyday work, from our everyday life, and think about what kind of world we want to live behind for, for our children, what kind of world we want to leave, leave behind for, for um, those that are, coming, that are coming up. And that's really the platform for the show is what are the next big ideas for this show? What is it that's going to craft our legacy over the uh, course of the weekend? I had the opportunity to, to, to read a lot of commentary, and I do want to thank a lot of the radio listeners that have uh, decided to become engaged in a uh, deeper discussion with us at El Paso for America. And I do say us because there's just so many people that are a part of it, from you, the radio listener, to our guests that come by, and uh, decided to go into deeper conversation, whether it's on our Facebook uh, fan page uh, at Facebook, uh, that, that that's always kind of does a little bit of a follow-up to the discussions that we do on this show, or even via email. Uh, I think today, before we head off to the Dominican Republic and kind of uh, go over what we're going to be doing over there, we're also going to we're, we'll also go over some of those some of those comments. Some of the biggest comments that have been coming from from the discussion has been absolutely we need to um, take a look at vision, but how does one accomplish that, and how how does one get to a position where you can have a healthy balance between uh, meeting the everyday needs of a community and also being able to think big and dream big and, and, and reach those new heights uh, that, uh, that you talk about. And so we'll certainly be engaged in all of that today. Uh, I want to uh, let everybody know that uh, over the weekend I had an incredible discussion with a bunch of guys uh, that uh, are, have, have served our country as well as uh, currently are out at NASA uh, here in El Paso and, and work for NASA. And the, the discussion was great. It was uh, uh, with my next-door neighbor. I live on the east side of El Paso. And the conversation began very casually about uh, what it is that we were up to. I began to share the uh, big old debate that ensued on Friday about the Friday Five call and, and the discussion we were carrying on. And it slowly reeled in pretty much everyone uh, that was uh, at, over at my neighbor's. And we were, we were discussing the, the future of our nation. We went f everything from Barack Obama to health care to uh, election and the fact that people don't vote. And then on Sunday, we go off and we hear Bill White pretty much very bluntly tell our city, if you want to be taken seriously, you guys are going to have to start voting. Because El Paso will never be taken serious as a community unless you guys vote. And I know on this uh, radio station you've been hearing throughout the day about this question of voting and the fact that uh, voting has been pretty low. My response is, okay, what are we going to do about it as a community? How do we begin to build if, if the, the what is we need to increase voters into our community how do we go about doing that and will this have a significant impact on our actual cause this how um you know just simply saying we need to force voters out to go vote i think is is uh not the answer i think uh is 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 not exemplary of of who our community is or who the united states of america is however i do believe there is a need for a serious discussion regarding why people in El Paso don't vote. And not only why people in El Paso don't vote, but how do we begin to inspire someone? Of course, you know where I'm going to be coming from. I'm going to be saying, look, it's the fact that uh, people 
are no longer politically interested because uh, all this trust that they've put in political leaders uh, has really been disparaged. And, and a lot of people will also say that. Uh, but at the same time, what are the things about our community that have systematically led us to a position where only 14,000 people vote on Texas constitutional amendments and that have led us to where we are in the current early voting numbers, which is, from what I hear, significantly lower than uh, the last uh, early voting numbers. There's got to be uh, a, a series of, of things we can go through, and, you know, you can always jump into the call here at uh, uh, to the... <laughs> You can always jump in here to the show. It's not Friday, and it's not the call. But uh, you can always jump in here at 915-880-4376. One of the biggest things that have come has come up out of my uh, just relentless asking of where we go from here, what our vision is for the city, has been uh, the idealism of the show and the fact that uh, we received an email from uh, a radio listener that said, you know, Hector, um, I appreciate your idealism. You're probably a very young individual that hasn't experienced life. However, once you do experience life, you realize you can't be as ideal as, as you are on your show. I, uh, when I read that email, I smiled. Uh, you know, I, and and uh, it's, uh, now it's a compliment for me to be called young as I'm entering into, uh, you know, 30s now. And... Uh, I thought it was very interesting, and I, I've been receiving a series of email ask, a series of emails asking me, what is it that has led me to think the way I think about about the questions of vision and the questions of where of, of where we begin to think and conceptualize about the future of our community, and it's quite simple, it's the experiences that I've had in this very community. I grew up in a city as a first gen in this very city of El Paso as a first generation American citizen, uh, with uh, a mom and a dad that were uh, very big on education, on being a part of your community, and on never, ever being just conformed or, or a conformist or, a, you know, kind of allow yourself to conform to the status quo. Always asking what can be done, what's the next step. Okay, you've already completed uh, this chapter of your homework, how are you going to apply that to your everyday life? That kind of stuff. When I headed off to, uh, to, to high school, uh, I was not supposed to go to Cathedral High School. I was supposed to go to Montwood uh, High School until a friend of the family's pops up and says, Hey, Hector, I will cover your tuition if you get me A's and B's. Get me A's and B's, and I'll cover your tuition to go to Cathedral High. I engaged in that agreement, and we were able to then allow, uh, we were able then to then attend uh, Cathedral High School. And so I've always had this sense of, uh, of a very big gratitude for the community that I've, that I've grown up in. And I've always thought very big for the community and I guess it's a little bit of that American dream that comes with the family that uh, especially in the first generation as I am I'm the first generation born American citizen it's that quest for wanting to better yourself better the family better reach new heights and so I 
end up going off to Cathedral High School, and that's when I get identified by NHI, uh, the organization I work with today. The, the president of the organization has known me since I was 14 years of age. And uh, I was identified because of the great grades that I had, because, of, the, uh, because of, of, of how well I was doing in school. And that consequently led to an education at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., my graduate school at Villanova University, working under two mayors, both Mayor Caballero and Mayor Joe Wardy in El Paso, and now Associate VP after having left the city for a while and, and becoming the Northeast U.S. Director of, of NHI. Now I'm on the Associate Vice President. And now here with you on the show. So I'll share with you a little bit more of those experiences as well as how we begin to craft vision. Join us, 915-880-4376. We'll be back. This is the Lion Star Radio Show with Jaime Abadia. It's way over the top. I don't necessarily disagree with that because that's how it works at the city, right? At the city, you cannot be a, a city employee and run for office at the same time. Aside from the fact that I think there's constitutional issues there. But, I mean, I, I guess I'm okay with it. Jaime Abadia. Mornings from 10 till 1 on Talk Radio 1150. Foreclosure is hard on every member of the family, but your family is not alone. If you're struggling with your mortgage, there is help. To learn about the government's Making Home Affordable program, visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE to speak to a HUD-approved housing counselor. It's free of charge. Visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE today. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, NeighborWorks, America. Talk Radio 1150, your financial news source with CNBC Financial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Ending four days in a row of gains, the Dow today falling 19 points, the Nasdaq down nearly two, and oil closing back above 80 bucks a barrel. This comes after Lowe's and Campbell's Soup reported higher earnings last quarter but gave cautious outlooks on consumer spending for the remainder of the year. Federal prosecutors opening a criminal investigation into Toyota safety problems as the automaker CEO prepares to testify before Congress this week about the recalls of its cars. Meantime, congressional investigators say Toyota intentionally resisted the assertion that electronic defects caused unintended acceleration, accusing the car maker of misleading U.S. consumers into thinking a recall would fix the problems. Could we soon have a jobs bill? A Senate vote later today on a procedural motion for a $15 billion Democratic-led jobs creation legislation. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. If you're like a lot of small business owners, you have all your business info at your desk, which is fine, except for the fact that you're out on jobs, you're getting supplies, you're out getting customers. In fact, the one place you're probably not is at your desk. Well, Intuit QuickBooks Online is made for you. It makes it easy to access invoices, sales records, and customer info from virtually anywhere, even with a compatible mobile device. Intuit QuickBooks Online lets you run your business from wherever you are. Get a 30-day free trial at Intuit.com. That's Intuit.com. Mommy, I don't feel so good. Oh, Billy, you do feel warm. Let's take your temperature. No, Mommy, I don't like that pointy thing in my ear. It's okay, sweetie. This is the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. It's better, and it doesn't go in your ear. All I have to do is scan your forehead, just like this. That's all? I like that thermometer. And? And you've got a fever. Back to bed, honey. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Changing the way the world takes temperature. Home model available at Target and other... 
Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. You are listening to Hector H. Lopez on KHRO 1150, El Paso for America, the next big step for America. You know, it's cities like El Paso, I really do believe, that uh, that are really emerging on the international stage. And I, when I say that, I really do mean it. Um, our show is going to be headed off to the Dominican Republic here tomorrow. We're going to attempt to run the show from there. It will be pre-recorded uh, because last time we had problems going live and the like. And once we get that down, we're going to go ahead and try to um, we're going to go ahead and try to add the live component as we go into places like Panama and Mexico. And uh, it's really all in the in the capacity as my uh, as in the capacity as associate vice president of NHI. But it allows us uh, in our this radio show to get a glimpse into the questions that we ask in this show in other communities. And one of the neatest things I've seen is I've seen communities like Santo Domingo, where I'm going to be tomorrow, as well as communities like Panama City, Panama, that have been under the radar on an international scale for quite some time. But it's now recently, as uh, difficult times in the economy begin to set in in the country, and small Caribbean countries like the Dominican Republic are relatively doing much better than even some states in the United States, uh, that people are beginning to say, what are they doing over there? And uh, at the same time, places like Panama City, Panama, you know, the UN uh, program offices that were originally situated in New York City are now being situated in Panama City, Panama. And, and the city itself is involved in this huge endeavor. And when I say city, I mean everyone. I just don't mean the government over there because we all know Latin American countries tend to have a problem with corrupt governments and that kind of stuff. But uh, regardless of the, you know, those kind of shenanigans that go on in politics, the country has really, of Panama, has really begun to shape itself as a international city that is going to not only host the United Nations program offices, but have this sprawling academic campus known as the City of Knowledge, and everyone's involved. Every time uh, you hop into a taxi cab over there and you're talking to a, a taxi guy that, uh, that is trying to work his way up, you know, he tells you with so much enthusiasm, and I've been there several times, so I can kind of speak to my conversations in cabs, about his own dreams and his own goals and how he's going to achieve those goals. And, and never in the context of, of that conversation uh, do we even get into questions of governance and, and politics. It's more along the lines of what am I going to do to develop my business? What am I going to do to develop my dreams? And I, I, I really do enjoy that about Panama. Uh, tomorrow will be the first venture from tomorrow through, f through Saturday will be the first venture that uh, the National Hispanic Institute, as well as myself, uh, take on in the Dominican Republic. We're going to be hosted there by the uh, American Embassy, and we're going to go understand what they're doing in education over there and how uh, now increasingly international organizations such as ours can begin to work with some of the best and brightest young minds 
that are in the Dominican Republic, just like we do here in El Paso and just like we do in, in Panama City, Panama or in Washington or Philadelphia or Austin, Texas, and, and begin to build a, a strong group of leaders that uh, are really going to take our communities forward. And I'm not just talking politics, folks. I'm talking leadership in every sense of the word. Those individuals that are willing to go above and beyond what's expected. I was just having a conversation today over at Socorro High School with a bunch of students, and I was telling them, you know, isn't it expected as a student that you get good grades? Isn't that like the normal expectation? But all of a sudden, we have to pat you on the back for doing what's expected. Isn't it expected that you're supposed to grow up and get yourself a job and, and you know, have a family perhaps? Isn't that expected? It seems like we've run into points in time, I was sharing with them, that now we have to pat everyone on the back for doing simply what's expected. What we're doing over here at NHI is we're trying to look for those students that are going to go above and beyond their job, above and beyond what's expected, and begin to really visualize the future of their community and play a critical role in that aspect. And so that's what we're going to be doing over there in the Dominican Republic. I'm going to invite you folks to listen in. And even though you won't be able to call in, you can call in now at 915-880-4376. But even though you won't be able to call in, you can always leave your comments on Facebook. You can send us an email at elpasoforamerica at gmail.com. And we will address your comments uh, via telephone if we can manage uh, for the last 30 minutes of the Friday show. Or we will address your comments once we return back to the studio uh, next week. So it'll be an interesting discussion. To give you an idea as to what's going on in the Dominican Republic right now, uh, the Dominican Republic is, is, seems, to be, seems to be in a pretty interested, interesting position right now. It has adopted uh, a lot of economic, economic liberalism tendencies, and, but it's, it's now the second largest economy in the Caribbean. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things going on out there. And educationally, it seems like they're starting up a lot of partnerships with uh, colleges in the United States. And we'll be exploring that in Santo Domingo as we go over there. Folks, give us a call, 915-880-4376. We'll be back. What if I told you buying a good used car just got a whole lot easier? And what if you could know the history, mileage, and price of that used car long before you even go to the dealership? Well, here's the answer. Simply go online and search Yahoo for Honda Certified Used Cars. You'll see the current selection at the Honda dealers nearest you, along with the information you need to make an informed decision. Feels good to be in control, doesn't it? Okay, no more questions. Honda Certified Used Cars. It may be used, but it's still a Honda. And now, two more facts you didn't know. Fact one, most people blink 17,000 times a day. Fact two, GEICO can also help you with renter's insurance. Think about all of the expensive things you own. For as little as $12 a month, GEICO can help you protect it all. For all the details, visit GEICO.com. By the way, during this commercial, you blinked five times. I pride myself on my lack of blinking. 
This is KHRO El Paso. Talk Radio 1150 AM. Your CNN Radio News Source. CNN Radio. I'm Matt Cherry. This just in, former senator and Republican presidential nominee Bob Dole has been hospitalized with pneumonia. That's according to Politico.com, which says the 86-year-old Dole is recovering and working from his hospital bed. It is a guilty plea from Najibullah Zazi. He's the terror suspect who conspired to set off explosives in the U.S. Fordham Law Professor James Cohen thinks the feds want Zazi's help. He knows something about others, it appears. He knows something about other locations. And he is not the person who's running this whole show at all. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell calls a compromised health care plan from the White House disappointing. It comes ahead of a bipartisan health care summit on Thursday. Both sides in a Lufthansa Airlines pilot strike have agreed to suspend the work stoppage until at least March 8th. The strike has canceled hundreds of flights worldwide. On Wall Street, the Dow Industrials fell 19 points Monday. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. You need more customers, and you've tried everything, from coupons to flyers to skywriting and inflatable gorillas. You are one step away from using a megaphone and calling to passersby from the rooftops. There's an easier way. A website from Intuit Websites. Just pick a style, add pictures, and get online as easy as one, two, three. And if you need help, we're just a phone call away. Intuit Websites is just $4.99 a month. Get a 30-day free trial at Intuit.com. That's Intuit.com. Got a question. What's the worst thing about buying a used car? Could it be the uncertainty of not knowing what you're really getting? Bingo. Now I have an answer. Honda Certified Used Cars. Their well-maintained late-model Hondas each undergoes a 150-point inspection, then is backed with an incredible 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 12-month, 12,000-mile limited non-powertrain warranty. Did the comfort level just go up in here? Thought so. Honda Certified Used Cars. It's the next best thing to new. See dealer for limited warranty details. If you're like a lot of small business owners, you have all your business info at your desk, which is fine, except for the fact that you're out on jobs, you're getting supplies, you're out getting customers. In fact, the one place you're probably not is at your desk. Well, Intuit QuickBooks Online is made for you. It makes it easy to access invoices, sales records, and customer info from virtually anywhere, even with a compatible mobile device. Intuit QuickBooks Online lets you run your business from wherever you are. Get a 30-day free trial at Intuit.com. That's Intuit.com. Somewhere in America, the blades of a turbine turn slowly above the windswept plain. This solitary turbine could power over 500 homes, but only if the power can reach them. Fortunately, Siemens Smart Grid solutions help get energy from many different sources to where it's needed, reliably and efficiently. Smart answers help the environment, and the over 60,000 U.S. employees of Siemens have more answers every day. Siemens. Visit Siemens.com answers. El Paso for America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. This is the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. You're listening to Hector H. Lopez on KHRO 1150, El Paso for America. The next big step for America. So what are those big steps, folks? You can always give us a call here at 915-880-4376. We were talking a little bit about uh, the fact that uh, voter turnout is low. Well, yes, that's been reported to us on the news yesterday in the paper today, uh, on the shows earlier today. What do we begin to do about it as a community? Any ideas? 
a lot of people have been talking a lot online about making it a requirement for Americans to vote. A lot of people have al also been talking a lot about uh, perhaps moving to some sort of online voting system for the nation where it's a lot easier for people to vote, but then again, also a lot easier for people to hack into and mess with those numbers. Um, interesting question. I'm not so much interested in why people are not interested in voting, but what it is that we can begin to do to do about it. What it is that we can do to begin to inspire folks to civically re-engage in the process that is being an American. I was sharing with you a little bit earlier a little bit of my of, of my personal history just because of the emails that have come in. It's, it's kind of funny. A lot of people uh, tend to think that, uh, that I'm straight out of college or, or something like that. And uh, I was telling you that, that my idealism, my, my, my quest for wanting to develop something big and dreaming big and thinking big comes really from this community. It comes from my parents. It comes from my school. Uh, it comes from family and friends. Really, my experiences in El Paso juxtaposed against experiences that I've been able to, to have and, and been lucky to have outside of my own community. My first experience leaving El Paso and going to Georgetown University, which would eventually become my uh, alma mater, was on a Greyhound bus. My parents did not have the, uh, the, 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 the funds available for me to be able to take a, take a flight out to D.C. And back then, we didn't have Priceline and Hotwire and all these people out there, uh, you know, giving you cheap tickets. Um, it was about $800 to go off to Washington, D.C. from El Paso. I was a high school junior, and uh, my dream school was Georgetown. Mi mamá would always say, ay, mijito, ¿cómo es que lo vamos a poder pagar? Ir a una escuela así cuesta mucho dinero. And my response was always one of, don't worry, mom, we're going to figure something out. But I'm going. I, I, instead of saying, you know, well, I guess I can't afford it, I was always fig trying to figure out, well, well, how can I afford it? What is it that I'm going to be able to do to get out there? And so I take this three-day bus ride to go out to an international relations program the summer I had been accepted to. And upon arrival, you should have seen me. Era como un niño chiquito, you know, a, a, a new guy. A, a, just a kid in a candy store, really, for lack of a better word. Arriving in Washington, D.C. for the very first time. And then realizing that outside of El Paso, I was a very different individual than what I had been known for and, and, and the culture I had known and, and the people I had known here in this very city. I realized automatically that uh, speaking Spanish was an asset, uh, that the people were in awe if somebody spoke Spanish and English. That was a novelty. And so that eventually began to feed into a, a series of experiences where I began to see what's out there and say, wow, you know, there, there's so many interesting and valuable things about the community that I grew up in that, that, that I think many people don't even begin to conceptualize because they haven't been able to compare it up against uh, different scenarios, you know? And uh, I came back home, 
more dedicated than ever that I was going to go to that I was going to go to to Georgetown University, no matter what. And uh, it was because of the help of people here in El Paso, like Tita Yanar, uh, over at the University of Texas at El Paso. For all of you that are always talking about, uh, you know, that I have uh, negative sentiments against UTEP or or the like. No, it's just me asking the question of how can we be better. But I love UTEP. They they had a lot to do with my my start. So so I go out there and uh, you know I I talk to Tita and I say hey Tita you know that I I really would would love to go out there and uh, of course she's she's one of my mentors through the institute through the National Hispanic Institute and, and she says Hector you know there's a lot of alumni out there we're gonna get you in touch with them and that leads to a great network of friends that began to tell me about what it was to go to college out there and begin to give me more of an idea as to what it would take to get out there. And it was always with the idea of coming back. Uh, a lot of people always go out there and say, you know, all these kids want to leave. In, in my mind, it wasn't a wanting to leave for good. It was a wanting to leave to experience and, and be able to come back and, and share a lot of that. And so I go off to, to college. I, I make it into Georgetown on scholarship. Uh, and uh, I had to work for my books out there. And so when I, I, I started looking for a job, an internship uh, that was paid somehow as a freshman in college. And at the United States Peace Corps, I'm able to find an internship that was paid with a very good friend. Uh, her name was Cynthia Gooch. And uh, she took me under her wing. And by the time I finished my education at Georgetown, uh, you know, there was four years of work experience from the Peace Corps to working on campaigns out there to um, even working for Generations United as a public policy analyst while I was still in college. And uh, I never forgot that. I, and I never will forget that because that all began because of El Paso. And it was this huge sense of, of commitment to a community that, that I wanted to come back and, and be a part of all that is this city, and that is our future. And uh, I always kept that in mind. So, so I come back, and, I, and I'm part of this. Uh, I, 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 I see a lot of the campaigns going on. And at the time, Caballero was running for office. And uh, during my senior year, I believe, of, of, of college, uh, he's running for office. He gets office. I graduate, and I'm able to connect with his staff. And one thing leads to another. And I get offered the opportunity to come back home and work in economic development. And I did work in economic development. I even became the industry development advisor for the city after a, a few a few short um, short years there. A couple after a year or so there. And for those of you always wondering, well, why are you talking about Redco, Hector? You got to get with Bob Cook and this and that. I experienced it from within. I know a lot of the people out in the city that uh, in the time that I was there that I was able to meet and the frustrations that go on there at City Hall. But this idealistic student that came out of college and is now out, out there at City Hall after having graduated, all of a sudden, reality for, for that email uh, that was sent to me, after you experience reality, Hector, it's, it's a lot different. You can't be as idealistic, the email said. Uh, I began to get very frustrated. I began to get frustrated at the fact that even working within the city, I couldn't do much for the city. The levels of bureaucracy were so 
thick and high that that really even a big idea was very difficult to put out there and that's when i began to try to figure out well there's got to be another way other than the traditional politics model there's got to be another way out of the other than the traditional civil service model to be able to do something in your community that's what keeps my idealism alive. That's what keeps me wanting to think big and do big things. And I didn't take it sitting down. I did not sit there and go, oh, okay, well, I guess this is life now. I, I, I guess I can't do anything about the fact that uh, the city keeps talking about building a pharmaceutical industry in the city, but yet there's no biochemists in the city. I began to kind of have that reactionary feeling that, all right, we're going to have to do something about it. I went to Cathedral. I was teaching there during my lunch hour with a bunch of guys, all the guys there, all the honors kids and, and, uh, that were seniors. And we began to think big. We were teaching international business in that class. And uh, we were talking about, well, what are the big international business ideas coming from campaigns? And the campaign season was coming back around again. So we invite all the candidates to come up to the uh, to the to the school to talk to us about their big international business ideas, and so we have uh, candidate for mayor Wardy, candidate for mayor Jaime Perez, candidate for mayor well current at the time mayor Caballero, talking their ideas, but you start feeling very quickly that that in many respects the ideas of building an international metroplex like David Candelaria proposed in his vision on this very show last week was a far distant thought but not very well thought out as to the steps that we would need to take as a city to get there. And when I say as a city, I don't mean government. I mean all of us, from the residents to the nonprofits to the businesses to the governmental agencies. And so that continued to feed this sense of there's got to be something bigger. And that was at the point where uh, one of a very close friend, which you have all come to know through this radio show, Ernesto Nieto, the president of the National Hispanic Institute, says, Hector, aren't you tired of politics? I mean, you could probably, in working in a civil service type capacity, uh, wouldn't you want to be working with the people that are going to shape the minds of our shape the future of our community the young minds i jumped at the chance moved up to philadelphia and after 7 years of working in philadelphia with students from all over you begin to realize that all these young guys out there have huge ideas and still have that sense of hope that a lot of people tend to talk about on the campaign trail about their community and what they're going to do about it and how they're going to get it done. And, and that's really where my idealism it comes from. And it, it comes from this sense of knowing the values of our city, knowing the great assets our community has to offer, and saying, hey, we have to come together as a community to start building on it. We definitely have to come, to a come together as a community to start building on these assets. And uh, listening to these candidates give their response to what is your vision for El Paso is that much more frustrating 
because it's evident they haven't given it enough thought. I, you know, the person that I know has given it a lot of thought because he calls in on a regular to our show now is uh, Jaime Perez. He's always talking about, well, how do you develop the vision? What do you do? How do you do it? And I, I think that's a discussion that has been needed in this city for a while, and we will continue to engage in different aspects. I'm not going to continue to ask the same question over and over, but we will continue to engage in the same topic because it is an important topic, particularly in times when the demographics of our nation are shifting, uh, in times when the Latino communities is about to encompass between 40 to 70% of America's purchasing power. And so the Latino capitals of America, like El Paso and Los Angeles and San Antonio, and this, they're, they're about to become very important in the future of our community. So how do you develop that idea? You know, when I first got out to college, uh, there was no way I knew how to write. Even though I had received one of the top-tier educations that our city had to offer uh, through private school at Cathedral, I was nowhere in comparison, education-wise, to my counterparts freshman year at Georgetown. Nowhere. And so this, this, one, uh, this one teacher kind of comes in and says, Hey, Hector, um, I'm not going to give you a grade for your first paper because it's soaked in red ink. And I started laughing because I didn't believe her, and she gives me the paper, and indeed, it is soaked in red ink. And she says, you know, Hector, the biggest thing, you, 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 you tend to think very big. Uh, you tend to have very lofty ideas, and you put them on paper. You use too many words. Maybe some of even the comments that you're saying on the radio right now uh, as a radio listener. Yeah. And the thing that she comes up with is, Hector, you're going to have to answer what, how, and so what. What, how, and so what. I'm going to pose that to the candidates struggling to develop a vision for the community that they strive or want to represent. What is your vision? How do you plan to achieve it? And so what? How does that matter in, A, my everyday life? And so what? How does that matter in our future, for our future? If you can't answer those three basic questions... Then think again about the campaign you're waging as a candidate. Because then your candidate your candidacy is more than likely based on negative attributes. Either negativity or negative sentiment against the, your fellow opponents, or negativity or negative sentiments about what you feel is going wrong, but very little based on positive assets that we can build on together as a community. Answer the questions what, how, and so what? What is your vision? How are you going to achieve that? And so what? What do I care? How does this relate to my everyday life? And at the same time, how does this relate to the future, the life that our kids are going to be living in? We do have a caller, and she dialed 8804376. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hello? Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, Hector. Um, I just wanted to comment that... Um I, I, I love your enthusiasm. Um, I want you to never, ever lose that. And um, I, I, I don't um, – what do I want to – how do I want to put this? 
You can just say it. I know a criticism is coming. You to, I, I want you to uh, continue with this because um, you're rattling a lot of cages, and this town is is a great city, but it, it it's um, it's 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 been stuck in a time warp for so long, and I'm happy that people like yourself and Ruben have come back because uh, your ideas and your motivation and your inspirations are really helping to uh, get things to happen. You know, we want to look the, to the future. We want to be more viable. Uh, there's no disputing that we have low voting because, you know, it's the way it was, and now... Now, uh, it, it's almost fear-based. You know, if we do create that, then what happens to the old way? And, 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 and it's time to let El Paso grow up, you know? You know, one of the things that, um, that, I, that I get into a discussion with, Jimmy, and I appreciate your comments, um, is, is the question of, well, what are you looking for? And, and I think it comes down to a question of of, of vision and that's why i keep asking the same question over and over again but when i talk about that and and candidates have a difficult time grasping that i don't know i i talk to my own parents uh about uh how they're gonna vote or to my wife about what her feelings are on the different races or even to people that are friends on the street i was telling the radio listeners out there that I, i had a conversation with a bunch of guys and a shout out to all the guys working out at nasa here in in el paso on the plains, uh, we had a good time this weekend, and uh, you know, when I talk to them, the the response is always, "Jimmy, I'm sick and tired of local politics. Don't even talk to me about it. I'm not going to go vote." And you see it, you see it yeah. in the fourteen thousand people that voted on Texas constitutional amendments. You see it there, and and while people are saying, "Go out and vote, go out and vote," and they just say it ad nauseum, that's not inspiring people to go out and vote, and I. I think it's a question of people are no longer inspired. They they they're no longer taking pride in being a part of of of, of just the American experience, even of of being civically engaged. I don't know. What's your take on that, Jimmy? Why are people? Well, it's interesting enough that you graduated from Georgetown because um, I spent a lot of time. Uh, I I lived in in, in D.C. for a time, and up until then, I was. I had no idea of the world. And once I got to D.C. and I started uh, getting involved in just day-to-day, I realized that there was more. I mean, I I really loved being an American there. I didn't know why. And that inspiration, it just kind of grew in me. And when I came back, I started to think, gosh, I, I... I didn't. I didn't get that same feeling here, and maybe because we're so far away from everything. But now's the time that we can't because there's so many different people coming here now. We have to engage. And you know, one of the things one of one of one of one of the one, a part of me says, uh, "We're not being 
challenged enough as a community. Exactly. We're not we're not being given enough exactly. responsibility about a, in our community. I mean, one of the comments that uh, was made on the Friday Five call is, "Well, Hector, I think you probably." Then they were telling me, "You're probably thinking a top-down model instead of a bottom-up." I, I actually believe in a bottom-up model. I I believe that we don't really need government that much to make some pretty big things happen. Government is necessary and does need to be very efficient and, and does need to have great leaders within it. But I think that that, that people, uh, because of the of the way our, our culture has groomed us, may, uh, have a great job and, and go off and do well in your job, and, and that's what we tell our kids. And then once they do get their jobs, they, they have their everyday responsibilities, you know, putting food on the table, making sure your kids get to school. Uh, we get lost in, in, in some of those higher... Uh, callings that we all used to have at one point in time of, well, what am I going to do? What's what's the next big step? What is above and beyond uh, the the expected, the getting the job and, and that kind of stuff? And I think we need to figure out a way to get people thinking more about, well, what am I going to do above and beyond my everyday life to, to really bring the city to what I want it to be? And And it goes from being an elected official to even being just an everyday resident and, and how you can take a part in, in, in really shaping that future. How you do it is a discussion that we need to have as a community, which we're trying to carry on on the show, but it, it's a tough one. Yeah. Well, ultimately, um, I think it, it takes a community. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to uh, respond was to your uncle. I was taken by his, his uh, honesty and his, uh, I, I was so proud, I, and I was so thankful that you brought him on. And I realized those are the kind of people that I want being the the leaders of my community because mm-hmm. he he did what he did, and he didn't sit there and go, "Well, I need to be taken care of." He just said, "You know, this is what I went into, and this is what I'm. I I, I you know I I, I fought and." I became, um, you know, and, I, and then I just came home. And those are leaders of the community that need to come in and, and take over and help people to encourage, you know? You know, I, you're right. You're absolutely right. And one of the big reasons I brought him on, Jimmy, is I really believe that if it's one thing El Paso has alive, well, and you could just feel in the community as you, as you go through it, um, and I can tell you, because this feeling is certainly not there on the East Coast, is the feeling of family and and, 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 and bo- the bond of a family in El Paso is huge. I mean, you can just, all you have to do is drive through a neighborhood in El Paso. It doesn't matter where in the summer. And as you smell, you know, the, 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 gr- the grill and the cookouts, you know there's families getting together. And, and that feeling of of family that feeling of people coming together to protect the family, I, I think those feelings of family and kinship are the same kind of feelings that we need to now bring into the community-wide level. I mean, El Paso, at the end of the day, is a family. Uh, El Paso, at the end of the, we may disagree with each other and have little family dramas like we tend to have from time to time, but at the end of the day, I really feel our city is a family, and, and when we act like the families that we all aim to have it in our homes as a community where it doesn't matter if your if your tío is down or your tía is down some everybody's going to rally around them and you're going to do whatever it takes to take the next step forward and not necessarily say 
help me government or, or help me uh, philanthropic organization that's rich. Uh, and you just do it because of the love that you have for your family. I think we kind of, if we, if we manage to try and bring some of those values in, I think we can go a long way. And I think that's what, uh, that's what, I, that's what I, my Theo Isaac was talking about. He was talking about, you know, it wasn't really a vision of mine that I had to go and serve my country because of X, Y, Z. I knew that my family had worked very hard to get me to where I was. And I felt this sense of, of wanting to give back. And, yeah. and that's, that's where we are. Jimmy, we're heading up on the break. We appreciate your comments. Thank you. Folks, you can give us a call, 915-880-4376. We'll be back after the top of the hour news and talk a little bit more about our upcoming trip this week as well as uh, the what, how, and so what to where we're going as a community. We'll be back. did everything right. You saved for the future, but like so many, you've seen your investments decline. Hi, I'm Scott Carter with Goldline. As investors, we are seeing increased government spending and the potential for inflation. That's why it's important to be diversified. Consider gold as a way to diversify your investments. Gold is an investment choice for those who want to protect against inflation and the falling dollar. And unlike the dollar, the government can't print more gold. Make gold part of your portfolio. Call Goldline a reliable source for helping people acquire gold for nearly 50 years, a company with more than half a billion dollars in annual sales. Call Goldline today at 800-663-4038. That's 800-663-4038. Ask about the different payment options and important risk information. Call now at 800-663-4038. Don't wait. Call for your free investor's kit and find out about our free shipping or price guarantee program. Call Goldline today at 800-663-4038. That's 800-663-4038. CNN Radio News, teaming up to keep you up to date. All the news you need to know. Top of the hour updates on world news. President Obama will take to his bully pulpit within the next couple of hours to talk about ways to boost the economy. CNN Radio News, now on El Paso's only local talk radio. This is KHRO El Paso. Talk radio, 1150 AM, your CNN Radio News. CNN Radio, I'm Matt Cherry. An apology from the head of U.S. forces in Afghanistan. General Stanley McChrystal is expressing regret for the deaths of more than two dozen Afghan civilians killed in a NATO airstrike. Defense Secretary Robert Gates defended his general. General McChrystal is doing everything humanly possible to avoid uh, civilian casualties. But it is also a fact that the Taliban mingle with civilians. They use them for cover. Women and children were among the casualties. Terror suspect Najibullah Zazi pleads guilty in a New York federal courtroom. He admits conspiring to blow up explosives in the United States around the anniversary of 9-11. It's a big win for the government because they got a plea and they got it relatively quickly. Uh, it's maybe a big win for uh, Zazi. 
because it looks as if he has a cooperation agreement. Fordham Law Professor James Cohen. The health care bill took a major hit in January, but CNN's Lisa Desjardins reports President Obama has introduced his version. This is essentially the Senate bill with tweaks, and that's exactly how the White House described it. It feels like where the president might have ended up on health care even if Ted Kennedy had not died and a Republican didn't take over his seat. So it seems like there's been some delay on health care, but no big change in tactics. Lisa Desjardins, CNN, Capitol Hill. The feds are looking into a newly released document showing Toyota was quietly crowing about avoiding a full recall of its Camry back in 2007. Unfortunately, this document is very telling. Congressional hearings this week on Capitol Hill. Toyota's chief executive is going to be appearing. The heat will be very high on him. That's CNN's Alan Chernoff reporting. Police have been searching for former Growing Pains actor Andrew Koenig for nearly a week now. His father, Walter, who played Chekhov on Star Trek, says he'd recently received a despondent letter from his son. For news anytime, go to CNN.com. This is CNN Radio. Do you really think all batteries are the same? Or do you think one stands out from the rest? The Duracell Copper Top. And while you get what you pay for, usually holds true. Now, with Duracell, you can actually get more than you pay for. Because now, the most popular packs of our AA and AAAs give you 20% more batteries for the same price. After all, when it comes to good value, it just has to work. Always reliable, always efficient. Duracell Smart Power. Trusted everywhere. What if I told you buying a good used car just got a whole lot easier? And what if you could know the history, mileage, and price of that used car long before you even go to the dealership? Well, here's the answer. Simply go online and search Yahoo for Honda Certified Used Cars. You'll see the current selection at the Honda dealers nearest you, along with the information you need to make an informed decision. Feels good to be in control, doesn't it? Okay, no more questions. Honda Certified Used Cars. It may be used, but it's still a Honda. Nordstrom says fourth quarter profit more than doubled from a year earlier. The upscale department store did not make deep price cuts during the holiday shopping season, and sales rose more than 10 percent. But earnings were two cents a share short of expectations. Nordstrom shares are falling more than 4 percent after hours. On Wall Street, stocks swung from small losses to small gains and back to losses after a Fed official reassured investors changes in monetary policy aren't going to come soon. But a couple of big companies are reminding investors consumers are still cautious, even though earnings rose at Lowe's and Campbell Soup. The Dow down 19, the Nasdaq down 2, the S&P down 1. The new credit card rules that have just taken effect give us more information about our minimum payments, and that could slow consumer spending. Analysts tell Dow Jones knowing the truth may prompt cardholders to pay off their debts sooner, and higher debt repayments mean less money for current spending. Again, the Dow down 19 points. I'm Adrian Mitchell from the newsroom at MarketWatch.com. If you're like a lot of small business owners, you have all your business info at your desk, which is fine, except for the fact that you're out on jobs, you're getting supplies, you're out getting customers. In fact, the one place you're probably not is at your desk. Well, Intuit QuickBooks Online is made for you. It makes it easy to access invoices, sales records, and customer info from virtually anywhere, even with a compatible mobile device. Intuit QuickBooks Online lets you run your business from wherever you are. Get a 30-day free trial at Intuit.com. That's Intuit.com. Mommy, I don't feel so good. Oh, Billy, you do feel warm. Let's take your temperature. No, Mommy, I don't like 
like that pointy thing in my ear. It's okay, sweetie. This is the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. It's better, and it doesn't go in your ear. All I have to do is scan your forehead. Just like this. That's all? I like that thermometer. And? And you've got a fever. Back to bed, honey. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Changing the way the world takes temperature. Home model available at Target and other fine retailers. You need more customers, and you've tried everything, from coupons to flyers to skywriting and inflatable gorillas. You are one step away from using a megaphone and calling to passersby from the rooftops. There's an easier way. A website from Intuit Websites. Just pick a style, add pictures, and get online as easy as one, two, three. And if you need help, we're just a phone call away. Intuit Websites is just $4.99 a month. Get a 30-day free trial at Intuit.com. That's Intuit.com. Got a question. What's the worst thing about buying a used car? Could it be the uncertainty of not knowing what you're really getting? Bingo. Now I have an answer. Honda Certified Used Cars. They're well-maintained late-model Hondas. Each undergoes a 150-point inspection, then is backed with an incredible 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 12-month, 12,000-mile limited non-powertrain warranty. Did the comfort level just go up in here? Thought so. Honda Certified Used Cars. It's the next best thing to new. See dealer for limited warranty details. Being in touch with your community, that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest. That's why Univision 26 Cable Channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m. More local stories, covering stories that affects you and your community. Three states, two countries, from Fabians to Las Cruces, and the only El Paso station with full news operations in Juarez, covering what's happening on both sides of the border. No English language station can come close. Univision 26, for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage. News, education, health, all the news you need to know in Espanol at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports and local weather. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at kint.com. The news source for information in Espanol on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new kint.com, your source for better local coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. listening to Hector H. Lopez on KHRO 1150, El Paso for America. You know, just getting through really a, a discussion as to where the, where the idealism comes from, where the passion to develop something bigger at a higher scale comes from. And, uh, you know, we got an email from, uh, from one, of the, one of the radio listeners who prefers to be uh, kept confidential, but he says, you know, one of the biggest things that has come up on your show has been uh, how to develop and build on the assets El Paso has as an international metroplex, the, the, the world's largest, as your show put it last week, um, and, and how we begin to achieve that. Interestingly enough, I, I go on to the Texas Tribune site to take a look at employee salaries over at the city of El Paso and what they're currently doing. And uh, you don't find any full-time employee that has a significant dedication to the development of international relationships, uh, international affairs, or the hiring of staff to aggressively pursue international 
uh, endeavors and, and international tourism, really, and even begin to deal with international safety and, and the things going on across the border. If we're really trying to become an international metroplex and, and, and build on that for the future, then how do we begin to do that if the city is not even investing significantly in it? And I think you raise an interesting question. I can tell you that when I worked at City Hall uh, back in the day, in my idealistic self-mode before I began to see that we really couldn't do much from inside the city if you were in a, in a, in a position within economic development other than just follow the bureaucratic practices there, um, I can tell you that I got frustrated because I knew of a lot of the things we could do internationally. In fact, the whole endeavor for me to go in there was to do international trade-type stuff uh, on behalf of economic development, and that never really got off the ground. Never really got off the ground. And in many respects, you know, I also bring up the question of, of we got to bring in these th this mentality of family that we said seem to have alive and well in El Paso into our everyday life and into our civic engagement process and begin to treat El Paso like a family, really. And, and even though we may have disagreements at the end of the day, it's family and we're trying to do things for ourselves within our family. So perhaps the other question is not just what can the city begin to do to invest in international affairs, but we have business owners in this community um, that have already reached out. Uh, but perhaps we need to be doing it at a different scale. Perhaps we need to be doing it in a targeted way. Uh, we have people that have left Ciudad Juarez and are now proud to be living in El Paso. And guess what? They are now beginning to uh, take a look at how they become involved citizens in our community. How do you begin to have these kinds of conversations about building an international met the international metroplex that is El Paso into something beyond our wildest imaginations? That's the question of what, how, and so what. What do we want to do? We want to build on the fact that we're the world's largest international metroplex. How are we going to do that? Well, City Hall may take its own part. Right now, according to your comments, I haven't checked for myself in terms of the salaries. They're not doing it, um, or at least aggressively enough or significantly enough. But uh, what about us as citizens? What are we doing in relationship to that? And how do we achieve that? It, maybe we can even set up a couple of goals that we will all carry out or as business people, as residents, or as nonprofits or what have you to achieve a specific set of things in that arena that's how a family deals with it i know that going back to the story that i've been sharing with you throughout the show it's if it wouldn't have been for mom and dad if it wouldn't have been for mom and dad believing in my dream sitting down and saying we share in this vision you know that 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 uh that you're telling us you have about your own future and that's why we initially came to the united states we may not have the money, son, but hey, we're going to do everything in our power to get you there. And then once I get there, even though I had a scholarship, folks, it's not like my parents didn't have to pay a penny. I mean, there were still questions of uh, room and, and board and tuition, a, a, a small family contribution, uh, this and that. It's, it's a financial aid package, so your family contributes a little bit and you contribute another it was a big strain for the family, but you know what? We all came together 
We all said we could do this. I was putting my commitment forth as a student. My parents were putting all their hopes and dreams and, and all their hard work behind me. The community helped in the effort, and I was able to get out there. And that's why I am so indebted to my parents and to this community. Perhaps we need to treat politics and, and, and just the future of our community in a, in a very similar way. Perhaps, uh, you know, the, the candidates between, uh, I don't know, Clayberg and DeMargo may not like each other because of where they come from. But at the end of the day, can we agree on certain things that we as a community are moving forward, whether or not they get to be the Republican candidate or whether or not they manage to defeat Joe Moody? There's certain things that perhaps as a community we can begin to work on and, uh, and achieve together. Uh, to this radio listener that sent us in this email, hey, great. Let's build El Paso into a great international metroplex. That should be part of our vision. Uh, perhaps we as citizens can begin to do certain things, and perhaps the government can also begin to take uh, issues on the matter. Uh, Mike, good friend of the show, is on the telephone mike welcome to the show hey hector h how's the energizer bunny guy today it's going well well engaged in a neat discussion how are you oh real good uh, what i enjoyed about uh, uh your story of going off to college uh, was uh, that the sacrifices both you made and your family uh, uh you know that uh, sac uh, you know you can get there but sacrifices may have to be made you know you you might not have the uh, the fanciest cars or some of the other goodies but uh, 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 those uh, those sacrifices you make early can pay off big time later on and then also your story of growing as an individual uh, being exposed to much uh, greater, you know, leaving your smaller world. You know, Paso is not a small world. <laughs> no, not anymore. Definitely not. <laughs> you know, when you add up uh, El Paso and uh, uh, the Juarez and uh, then uh, Las Cruces, it's a pretty uh, big metroplex. And then uh, I think what caught my attention, it's uh, kind of a common journey we all take. Uh, you know, when we go off either into the service or uh, uh, or to college, mm -hmm. uh, or even when you relocate to another community, and so uh, you know the students that go off, but they're not, uh, uh, you know, they're not losing anything. And then uh, you you said that Spanish was a valuable asset to you, mm -hmm. and uh, so you know you took things that uh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know, uh, rubbed off on other people. Uh, on the vision thing, and, you know, this is probably one of the difficulties working it with government. Uh, you know, I go to a lot of these meetings and stuff, and, you know, people come up with a lot of great ideas, but then the reality becomes is, well, how are we going to pay for it? Right. And and then another dilemma is, is, you know, if you... Uh, there's only so many work hours in a day, and so you have to select the key uh, key items 
because you're devoting staff time to it and say if you let me put it this way say you take take some wonderful idea and uh, and you know beforehand you can't pay for it and you've wasted all this staff time you, you uh, there's a high probability that you've uh, thrown away other options where you can be putting the stepping stones in place uh, you know where you in time have this uh, a grander vision and you know when I was talking to you last week I gave you about several examples of a lot of pillars being put in place right you know and it, it just uh, takes time but you know they're working for government uh, you know it's not like working on your own Sure. Uh, and, you know, Mike, it, for me, it's also – and I think you, you, you raised the point beautifully in that things do take time. And, and the vision development also takes time uh, from the perspective of we can resolve as a community to go in a certain direction. But take a look at me. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you about the story that my family resolved to kind of back me on and the community kind of backed me on as well. And I was able to get off. And we're talking – you know, I just I just had – uh, the 10-year reunion uh, not too long ago, it, it, it's it's a long time. It, it I just relocated back to El Paso, although I've been in and out of El Paso, working in, in, in El Paso and outside of El Paso or from outside working with in the city from outside. Uh, I, I just relocated in, in back in August because of this initiative NHI is doing. It, it takes time, but I'm sure that, uh, that we could do big things and i appreciate your call mike we're headed up on that break we will be right back folks give us a call 915-880-4376 this is el paso on the move the the billboard industry knew exactly how many they had they got to pay taxes on them. people need to know they they rent them out this city wasted another $30,000. Don't even get me on Maya Pond Mercado. Uh, don't, don't, don't even get me. Paul Strelzin. Afternoons at 3.30 on Talk Radio 1150. Total customer care. That's what makes Midas different. It's how we get to know you and your car. Explain things in a way you'll understand. And give you service and repair options that respect your budget. From routine maintenance like oil changes, tires, and brakes, to advanced engine diagnostics and major system repair. Come to Midas and see the difference total customer care can make. People and prices you can trust. That's the Midas touch. If you're a contractor, four of the most beautiful words you can hear are, I like your quote. To help you hear that more often, the Home Depot has lowered prices throughout the store on items pros use the most. Right now, instantly save 50 to 250 bucks when you spend 500 or more on any in-stock bathroom products. Savings like that can then lead to the four best words of all. You got the job. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Through February 28th, U.S. only see store for deal. Talk Radio 1150, your financial news source with CNBC Financial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Earnings after the bell from Nordstrom's, the upscale retailer posting better than expected sales. And profit last quarter doubling from one year ago on leaner control of inventory without having to resort to drastic price cuts. The market's cooling off a bit today, ending four straight sessions of gains. The Dow down 19, the Nasdaq off by two. 
It's the largest acquisition so far this year. Oil services giant Schlumberger paying more than $11 billion for oil drilling company Smith International. It's an all-stock deal. President Obama unveiling a reworked nearly $1 trillion 10-year health care overhaul plan. That would allow the government to dial back or even deny insurance premium hikes. Walmart is buying the online movie download service Voodoo, which is built into some late model TVs and Blu-ray disc players. And a rare copy of the very first Superman comic book from 1938 sold for $1 million today. If you're like a lot of small business owners, you have all your business info at your desk, which is fine, except for the fact that you're out on jobs, you're getting supplies, you're out getting customers. In fact, the one place you're probably not is at your desk. Well, Intuit QuickBooks Online is made for you. It makes it easy to access invoices, sales records, and customer info from virtually anywhere, even with a compatible mobile device. Intuit QuickBooks Online lets you run your business from wherever you are. Get a 30-day free trial at Intuit.com. That's Intuit.com. Mommy, I don't feel so good. Oh, Billy, you do feel warm. Let's take your temperature. No, Mommy, I don't like that pointy thing in my ear. It's okay, sweetie. This is the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. It's better, and it doesn't go in your ear. All I have to do is scan your forehead, just like this. That's all? I like that thermometer. And? And you've got a fever. Back to bed, honey. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Changing the way the world takes temperature. Home model available at Target and other... El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. Mm, big thing. We are back. El Paso for America. KHRO 1150. Hours before we head off to the Dominican Republic, and we hope to join you tomorrow. From there, with a pre-recorded show from uh, the Dominican Republic. We'll see how things go. Uh, we do have a caller that is well known to everybody. Nick, welcome back to the show. What's hey going Hector, on, Hector? What's going on, man? Not much. Engaging in a neat discussion, man, about uh, the vision and and how we should uh, perhaps begin to accomplish it as a community and and things like that. What's going on with you? I've been enjoying the show a lot uh, today, particularly because we haven't gotten those typical calls that are like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. We shouldn't be focusing on the future. We should just focus about tomorrow. I'm glad that most of your callers today have been really calling and agreeing with your focus on vision. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, that, that was interesting was the, the exchange that took place online and, and via email regarding Friday's show. I think... Um, I think a lot of people that one one comment uh, Gabriel was out there saying I found myself yelling at the computer from time to time uh, because of the things being said on your show. I must say I do want a leader that does a lot more than something that's that that's administrative, and it's just where I'm coming from in terms of these things. And you know I know these things cost, but and 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 it's it's it costs time. Uh, but it's it's worthwhile time. I was trying to do draw a little bit of a comparison with a personal experience. I mean, I mm-hmm. and Nick, you can probably talk about your family as well in relation to this and and your experiences. I understand you grew up in in New York and now you're in Colorado. But for me, my family had a lot to do with where 
with with the mindset that I carry in this this raw sense of being able to achieve a lot more, not to disparage what we've achieved thus far, but being able to drive towards something higher and something uh, something better. I, it's it's I almost see it as a duty, and, and you see it in in my sisters too. Um, you know, even though my parents haven't. Uh, don't come from money or anything like that. In fact, my mom, who should be retired right now, is still working uh, because, you know, she wants to make sure that my sister uh, gets through college. She's a sophomore in college right now. And my other younger sister went to UTEP for one year, then transferred out to Santa Clara. But now she's a, uh, the, a public art specialist for the city of El Paso. And you have me engaged in work with NHI and in the community. There's been this this sincere passion in all of us and i know my sister has big dreams of of going on the stage and coming back to el paso with a theater company here it's it's everything my parents have invested and everything that they've have that 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 they've given us they have and um it's built us into an asset that can that can make bigger things come not only to our families but hopefully to our communities and i'm, I'm telling folks perhaps we should bring a lot of that same philosophy uh, to our communities. I don't know your take on that. Well, um, you know, Hector, you, know, you and I know each other for years, man. You know, I grew up in the projects in New York City, and, and for me, it, it always has been and always will continue to be about the future and about having long-term goals and long, long-term aspirations. I think the second you start worrying only about tomorrow is when you are reactive and fearful and not bold and visionary. Um, let me kind of put that in context of kind of like what I do for therapy. I tell all of my patients here, um, you know, therapy is a hard road and it's a long road. And, and, and you know, it might, take a, it might take months, it might take years for you to get to your goals and where you want to be. And that's a counterintuitive thing for us as human beings. Um, for us as human beings, it's not in our nature to willingly experience pain. In fact, uh, none of us, unless you're masochistic, <laughs> wakes up saying, I wish that is the most painful day I ever experienced. But the funny thing about pain and hardship is that a lot of times you have to experience pain and hardship to appreciate healing and to know what, to, and to know what success feels like. And to me, where politicians get caught up and where the electorate gets caught up is only worrying about tomorrow. Well, I have this new idea. Well, will it get rid of the federal deficit tomorrow? Will it get rid of the state deficit tomorrow? No, well, then we're not interested in it. Um, and, and a lot of these ideas in the realm of politics, they take time. They take 10, 15, 20 years for you to see the fruits of your labor. And sometimes you might actually have to add to the deficit and, and enact programs or what have you that are going to put things in place that eventually reduce it, for example, if you want to go to the realms of politics. And the realms of vision, the realms of education, sometimes you might have to increase your loan debt. Sometimes you might have to make sacrifices. But in the end, you have a goal for what you want your life to be 20 years from now, not what you want your life to be tomorrow. Right. No, and I, I appreciate your comments. They're always appreciated, Nick. Uh, I know since we're going to be going international, your uh, Mindset 5 will be uh, uh, read, pre-recorded uh, live on, uh, pre-recorded rather than live, and uh, we'll, we'll make arrangements for your Mindset 5 to come in tomorrow, whether I read them or we manage to get you on to the pre-recording somehow. But uh, we appreciate your contributions to the show, and, and uh, you know, I, I agree with you in terms of, of when you come from a community that has given you so much, at least experiences that have given you so much, that have uh, shaped you, formed you, and given you so much opportunity, 
Uh, I think it's only it's only fair and and even our duty to give back those things tenfold and and to engage in in our community. I appreciate your comments, Nick. Uh, Hopefully we'll get your Mindset 5 on from the Dominican Republic. Uh, Folks, no promises. We will attempt it again. Uh, Tomorrow we will attempt our show from the Dominican Republic. If we can't make it, uh, you will have Abel with you. But uh, we will make our uh, earnest effort to be on the air tomorrow from the Dominican Republic. You can always email us your comments at elpasoforamerica at gmail.com. And you can always engage in discussion after the show or before the show or when you can't sleep at night. Just log on to Facebook, type in El Paso for America, and you'll find uh, the community of friends that has created itself that's engaged in this discussion uh, on our wall there on Facebook. Folks, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, We will be back tomorrow uh, from the Dominican Republic. Until then, El Paso, America, think big.